you always need to have a performant UA operation that's going to essentially be the baseline of everything else that you can test and try and think outside of the box. So we have an approach where we look at ways to improve the things that are already functioning very well. And that gives us the luxury to be able to try new things and build new things within the marketing operations. Welcome to the Business of Fun, the podcast that pulls back the curtain on the industry's hottest games to find out what's going on behind the screens. We are going to invite mobile gaming experts to spill the tea on their game success, how they work, why they work, and what they've learned along the way. Here's your host, Jonathan Fishman. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Business of Fun. I'm your host, Jonathan Fishman, VP Marketing of B2B Brands here at uh, Zynga. And today I'm really excited to have here with me Lucien Cotranti, who is Head of Growth Marketing at uh, Outplay. Hey, Lucien. Hey, Jonathan. Great to be here. And thank you for the invite. Thank you for joining us. I think we'll start by, I just want to ask you about your path and how you got to where you are at Outplay and what attracted you in a career in gaming. My intro to the industry was a little bit unusual, meaning I joined the gaming industry and the mobile gaming industry in January 2012. Before that, I had a whole other career managing media products back in my home country. But anyway, long story short, at the time, EA was producing FIFA Mobile, the game in Romania, and they were looking to hire a marketing lead for the game to be sitting with the production team. From a combination of for that position, you would want someone who knows gaming, marketing, and football. It was hard to find someone in Romania that checked all those three boxes. So from the people that checked two of the boxes, I guess I was the winning choice. Which two boxes did you check? I had a background in marketing and I had a background in uh, football because part of the portfolio I was managing for the biggest Romanian media company at the time included the biggest Romanian daily sports newspaper and the biggest Romanian sports TV station at the time. I checked the boxes on football and marketing. I was a gamer, but obviously I wasn't in gaming. But then at the same time, the gaming industry in Romania at the time, and to some extent to this day, is not that huge that you would have people who are highly skilled, highly specialized in all of the different disciplines. So essentially in the final for that global position on FIFA Mobile, It was myself and then a couple of guys from betting companies in Romania. Got it. And then I was with EA and with FIFA Mobile and UFC Mobile for almost six years. So two and a half years in, the game had gotten so big that EA decided that they wanted to have production in Canada, IT, Vancouver, with where the FIFA console game is being built. So at that point... They relocated me from Bucharest to Vancouver. So I continued there with both FIFA Mobile and UFC Mobile up until September of 2017, when I decided to leave EA and join Nordius and take over marketing for Top 11 and the other smaller games that Nordius was producing at the time. Then I was with them for three years and something. And then fast forward... The pandemic happened and all of that. So having relocated from Vancouver to Belgrade, Serbia, we were looking into like, okay, where do we want to go next? And then the family and myself decided for Barcelona, which is a city we loved a lot before. We probably love even more today. So 
Yeah, we moved here at the beginning of 2021. And then in terms of outplay, so initially I joined one of the companies in Barcelona because as you know, Barcelona is a big gaming hub. And then I joined Outplay just a little bit over two years ago at the beginning of August 2021. And I've been with Outplay ever since. That's my trajectory in terms of companies and games that I worked on. It's a fascinating career and I love soccer. For the Americans who listen to us, they say soccer. That's how they distinct between that and football. I am well aware. They do the same in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's really cool that you lived in Serbia. Did you go up to one of the games of the Red Star or Partizan Belgrade? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I went to as many derbies as I could because one of the many things that are still special about Serbia is that those derbies keep the same vibe that football used to have everywhere in Europe some 30 years ago, meaning there's still like burning torches, there's still that kind of going to war kind of atmosphere in the stadium. So it's almost like a blast of the past to be going to one of those. So yeah, I definitely did. I know too much about it because my local team, team from Israel, Maccabi Haifa, first of all, our coach is now coaching at the Red Star, but we won and qualified to the Champions League uh, versus the Red Star Belgrade. And the match was in uh, Belgrade and it looked like a war, like it was terrifying. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I know. So one thing I would say is obviously shortly in between both Zynga and Nordius joined Take-Two, and then they have an amazing user acquisition team at Nordius. I know that you had Andre on the podcast recently, so I'm sure that you can find some internal reason to visit for the next derby. I definitely need to. Cool. So that's a pretty, pretty cool path. Now, I know that you're working on Gordon Ramsay's uh, Chef Blast and that you're doing uh, really cool things in terms of growth marketing as it pertains to user acquisition. And given that now... We're in an era, we're in the post, well into the post ADFA era and everything, all the news coming in from Google regarding the post GAID era that will eventually, we would meet that era, all of us. So I know that you're doing some creative things there, but you want to first tell us a bit about the game for those that don't know the game and then dig a bit into what you're doing with growth marketing. Yes, absolutely. So Gordon Ramsay's Chef Blast is a game that Outplay launched in January of 2021. And it's essentially the core mechanic is Blast, like there are so many other Puzzle Blast games out there. But what makes Gordon Ramsay's Chef Blast special is this association and the integration of the Gordon Ramsay brand and the chef's personality as well into the game, meaning like as you blast through the levels of the game, you unlock exclusive recipes that the chef has designed specifically for the game. And then the game also has this mild decoration feature where you get to decorate your kitchen with different types of elements that you would see in a chef's kitchen. And then also visual feedback and sound feedback that's like voiceover by Chef Ramsey and Everything is built in partnership with Studio Ramsey in order to keep it as authentic as possible. So it's a very Gordon Ramsay experience in and of itself. So that's what makes the game special and what sets the game apart from other Puzzle Blast games. Other than that, everything that you would find in, let's say, the best Blast games out there in the industry, you would find those in Chef Blast as well, whether we're talking about live events or mini games or all sorts of different types of ways to engage with the game as 
it fits into the lifestyle of mobile gamers, meaning you have in there something to play for 30 seconds or something to play for 30 minutes or longer if you have a longer window for playing in the evening. So all in all, it's a very robust game. And it's a game that sits within a plethora of games that use that core mechanics. But at the same time, it is very special and it is very specific and tied to Gordon Ramsay's brand persona and personality. So that's what the game is and that's what the appeal of the game itself is. And then in terms of the growth strategies around the game, I'm not going to go into the details of everything that we do similarly to other companies like adding new content and adding new features and optimizing UI, UX and uh, all those things. So part of what makes us special and what makes us performant in growing the game is the fact that on the marketing side, the approach to growing the game is you always need to have a performant UA operation that's going to essentially be the baseline of everything else that you can test and try and think outside of the box. So we have an approach where we look at ways to improve the things that are already functioning very well. And that gives us the luxury to be able to try new things and build new things within the marketing operations. And then on the product side, the product itself is ever evolving. So it checks all the boxes of what the initial promise from the game is. So we're always adding those new recipes. We're always developing and adding to the game, new live events, new mini games, all those things. So it's both the teams are having a similar approach to what makes games successful and how we can grow and continue to grow the game. But then also another thing that makes it very special in terms of, so having worked on several games in the industry and for several companies, the close relationship between marketing and product is super important to the success of both. So like how marketing campaigns are integrated into the product, how marketing is making the most out of new features, new live events and everything else going live inside the game is really, really special. So it's almost as if we were working as one team and we would be doing so for 10 years or longer. So it's everything is functioning like a well-oiled machine. Nice. Talk a bit about like the relationship between performance marketing and growth marketing a bit, like how, because in many companies, these two distinct uh, departments, the performance marketing team obviously gets, you know, a lot of budgets and measured towards ROAS. And sometimes in some companies, it becomes more, it's harder to explain the ROI on different growth marketing ideas or campaigns that are less measurable from a direct attribution perspective. Yes, this is one of the big pain of all marketers in the industries that are not part of performance marketing teams. And then also part of the very long conversations that most companies have where senior leadership would like to have everything in marketing reported on KPIs and tracked similarly to how the UA operations work. So in my case, I would say that one of the benefits of me being in this role at Outplay is the fact that I, my background is in product marketing rather than UA. And how that puts us in a good position is I have a deep, very deep understanding of everything that sits out of, let's call it paid acquisition, and how everything else fits together. So what that means is that I can like easily explain why everything 
let's call it non-paid acquisition, is going to be contributing to the success of the game. And then also, like, what are the type of activities that we need to engage on and keep engaging on in order to keep the baseline for organic installs pop steady? And then obviously, everyone is looking, and so are we, into generating those several spikes throughout the year in installs, creating those types of perfect storm moments where everything comes together, UA, PR, featuring from first party and uh, everything else to generate those spikes that keep that baseline at a higher level. What that means is that I look to have the best possible people in all those different positions. And the fact that Outplay not only supported remote work as the pandemic hit, but it's still supporting remote work to this day, it is actually enabling Outplay to have a larger pool of talent to be able to be choosing from. So at the end of the day, it's all going to be relying. So I'm always going to be as successful as my team is going to be successful. And then obviously one of the major drivers of success is having the right people in the right position doing the right thing. So in terms of how UA is partnering with the other disciplines within marketing, whether we're talking about product marketing, ASO, community management, even customer support, is we essentially work at one team. So everyone knows what their role is in the team, what they're bringing to the table and how they're contributing to the overall success and the overall growth of the game. Whether we're talking about the spikes in installs that were driving via the K factor from paid campaigns or the marketing campaigns or the marketing initiatives that set outside of UA, such as the destination giveaways that we are running or partnering with Studio Ramsey for assets, for support on their side, on their social media channels and so on, how all those things are factoring into lower CPIs and increased performance in our paid acquisition campaign. So everything is working like an almost perfect ecosystem, I would say. And everyone is fully aware of how the different disciplines and how the different initiatives are contributing to the bottom line of our team, as well as the bottom line of the game and ultimately the success of the company and the revenues that we are generating. Awesome. And let's talk a bit about those destination giveaways. Can you talk a bit about what these are and how you came up with, or you and the team came up with the idea for that and what's the strategy? Yes, absolutely. Regarding the destination giveaways, we started those, as I said, as like, let's say product, like a product marketing initiative. So obviously we're not the first, we're definitely gonna, not going to be the last company to run uh, giveaways on the game. But again, in terms of making any type of marketing initiative uh, special. So what we decided to do there was to once again, go back to the Gordon Ramsay brand and see what makes sense for us to be doing in terms of running a giveaway, having a game that has Gordon Ramsay as the face of it. And obviously, Jeff Ramsay is primarily known for premium quality food. And then also due to the various shows such as Uncharted that he has on Disney or from Gordon Ramsay and Fred, he's also known for traveling and discovering new types of food and whatnot. So what we decided to do at the time was Let's run a giveaway that's going to be a premium experience, meaning we're going to be taking a winner and a plus one 
and ship them somewhere in the world where they're going to be sitting in a four or five star hotel and they're going to have Gordon Ramsay food experience. So for the first one, which we ran in Q4 of 2021, we decided we're going to be running Las Vegas. So in partnership with Studio Ramsay and with Caesars Palace, which hosts three Gordon Ramsay restaurants, we put together the first giveaway where all that anyone had to do was to install the game, play the first 10 levels, and then share their email with us in order to be included in the giveaway that was going to be happening at the end with the chance to win an all-expensive trip to Las Vegas with a four-night stay at Caesars Palace with a dining experience in each of the Gordo Ramsay restaurants on site. So we ran this first one. And it was successful by all accounts, so much so that we decided to run it again a few months later. And then the second time around, we looked at the first one. So what did we do that went great? And then from that, is there anything that we can do better? And then also what we could be doing differently. One, to have the need marketing initiatives be the marketing initiative be more successful. And then also second, to make it a better integrated experience and a better fit to the game and the brand and what our audience would be expecting to get out of an experience like this. So needless to say, we ran it the second time, it performed better than the first one. And then we decided, okay. Let's run it again. Let's try a different location. So then we went to London. Then we went to Washington, D.C. Then we went to Edinburgh. Currently, we actually have one live that is in Boston. And as we progressed with each of these destination giveaways that we ran, we ran them better and better in terms of the integration in the game. So one thing that, for instance, we didn't have for the first couple of destination giveaways, but we do have now is we have a live event inside the game we're actually playing through levels in order to be traveling through a city. Then we also have introduced decoration elements that our players can use to decorate their kitchen inside the game, whether we're talking about the capital for when we ran Washington, D.C. or the Washington Monument or like various items that you can just put on the counter in your in-game kitchen. And then also we started to run better and better performing paid acquisition campaigns on the back of these destination giveaways because like as we made them better and better and they were better and better integrated with the game and closer and closer to the gordon ramsay brand obviously the audiences that are exposed to these promos began to be more and more engaged, thus having the cpi go down having the roas on set campaigns go up so like with every new giveaway that we are running, we are looking at running it, at executing it better than the last one and at integrated more, integrating more and more of the Ramsey brand in the giveaways by themselves. So for instance, when we ran London, aside from the dining experience at the Gordon Ramsay restaurants, we also included half a day cooking lesson at the Gordon Ramsay Academy. So we're looking at making them better and better integrated with the Gordon Ramsay brand and better and better integrated with the game itself as well. Thus, having the, let's call it, side effect of performing better and better in paid campaigns as well. So as I said at the beginning, it's not like we reinvented the wheel in terms of the 
mechanics of the marketing initiative itself. So it's still a giveaway like other games, other companies have ran as well in the past. The exception and the way that we made ours maybe more successful than some of the giveaways that other games did or are doing is coming from this integration with like the brand and the game and how it all fits together and essentially feels part of the Gordon Ramsay Chef Blast experience and also feels like part of the Chef Ramsay's larger universe, so to speak. Nice. Really, really amazing work there. And in terms of, you talked a lot about the integration with the product and Gordon Ramsay's brand, but I guess that there was like in terms of marketing, like promotional activities, like including it in user acquisition, creatives and stuff like that. Did you do things of that nature? Oh, yes. As we started off with the first one that we did, we did your regular big PR push working with some of the lifestyle websites and media companies in the US and so on and uh, so forth. And as we progressed through them, we cut some of those sources that were very expensive, but they were let's say, inconclusive in terms of the return on investment. And we got better and better at running paid campaigns that are specifically promoting the game as running these destination giveaways. Obviously, we couldn't be doing this, or we, at least we couldn't be doing this as successful as we are had we not had this amazing support from Studio Ramsey. So whenever we run a new destination, a new campaign, we would source new footage of Gordon Ramsay talking about it, inviting people to participate, explaining how it works, showing where they would be visiting. So I don't know, when we ran London, the promo was shot inside the Lucky Cat restaurant, which was one of the restaurants that people were going to get to visit on their trip to London. So essentially, we got better and better at executing the creatives for the UA campaigns. And we got better and better at diversifying the creatives in order to ensure that we don't see fatigue as we started to run these campaigns more and more often to the point where we're now actually essentially running them back to back. So in terms of us having these campaigns always live on our networks, it's gotten to a point where these are actually like our best performing campaigns. And they're campaigns that are bringing in a very high quality cohorts of users due to the fact that they're bringing in exactly the people that the game is addressing, meaning like people who, like one, obviously are playing Puzzle Blast games, but then also second are invested in the Ramsey brand. And then there are also things such as destination giveaways or premium uh, dining experiences and things like that makes them click. So yes, it's we are using them in for paid UA campaigns all of the time, and they're really, really performing very well for us. How do you actually measure the impact of that? Like it's a, like an uplift on uh, UA performance, be it I don't know, like across the funnel, CTRs, even the cost CPMs, CPIs, or the uplift on the organic baseline that existed before. So what we're looking at. Obviously, as most UA operation is robots, right? So how much money we can spend in any given UA campaign profitably within the return window that we are targeting. So essentially, we have giveaway campaigns running in parallel with our usual campaigns with the usual UA ads that you would be seeing in the industry, meaning like our own versions of those types of ads. 
So essentially, we have them competing against each other, uh, if you will, so using them on the same uh, networks. The difference being that obviously we're doing a little bit of uh, different targeting since we would be targeting on interests such as the destination or like the names of the restaurants, uh, so on and uh, so forth. But essentially, we have them running in parallel, so we can always compare the performance of the giveaway campaigns against other campaigns that we may have on Facebook or Google or any of our other networks. And essentially, almost everywhere, they're performing as good or better than like any of the regular campaigns with creatives that are following in the path of your usual Puzzle Blast games creative. Cool. So we are running a bit out of time, but before we wrap this up, if folks want to reach out and talk to you about games, growth marketing, or even specifically what we talked about, where can they find you? Obviously, they can find me on LinkedIn. So it's linkedin.com slash my last name, Kotrianti, or they can find me or my work email, which is lucian.kotrianti at outplay.com. Or they can run into me at the various industry events that I am attending, especially the ones that are hosted in Barcelona, but there are plenty of those as well. Okay, so thank you so much. It was fascinating. Thank you, and I'll talk to you soon. Once again, thank you for inviting me, Jonathan. And as a consumer previously of your podcast, I'm very happy to be here and looking forward into your future episodes that don't feature me since I already know what I know. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. That's a wrap on this episode of The Business of Fun. To learn more about Zynga and Chartboost and how we can help you on your mobile gaming journey, visit chartboost.com. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening.